Welcome to another great season of the Goat Talk Podcast, hosted by the Scott Bros. My brother, Eric Scott, and yours truly, Trey Scott. We're the Scott Bros, and we're coming to you with another fun-filled season of basketball, and we're ready. We're ready, we're ready, we're ready. And we want you, you right now, before you even listen to this podcast, or while you listen to this podcast, go ahead and follow us on all of our new social media accounts. Follow us, type in Go Talk, the Go Talk podcast, Go Talk podcast, and you'll see our logo. You'll see us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just made them, so they should be up, and we're going to be posting gonna keep you guys updated we want you to come and join in the going to conversations if you got any questions any concerns anything you want to be a part of this podcast we want you a part of this podcast because you are the goat family and we want you to be a part of this so please follow us like do all of it subscribe on your various streaming platforms do all of that just be a part of the goat fam and be a goat. Bye. What's up? Yo, what's going on, man? Man, we are ready. I am ready, man. You know, the, the season starts Tuesday. We are like, what's today? Saturday? We got Sunday, Monday. We're like less than 72 hours away from the start of the NBA season, man. How you feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty good about that, man. Just, I mean, I feel like, you know, the Hawks, we're we're ready. And, um, I mean, I'm just excited for the new season, man. I really am. Like, it's, it's – I mean, we <laughs> – you know, we're Hawks fans. So, any any new season – is exciting, but you know, this year we got some new, we got some young rookies on the team. You know, Trey Young's going into his second season, John Collins going into his third season, and we finna, we just gotta break it all down, man. We gotta talk about all of it. So, I mean, but how, how you feeling though about it? Um, how I feel right now is I feel like this is going to be a very, like this is the pivotal season right here, like this. Then as far as the rebuild goes, like, you know, any Hawks fan knows that we are in a rebuild. Every now and then you're running to somebody who's been living under a rock and they're just like, oh, why are the Hawks so bad? It's like, motherfucker, we're rebuilding. Like, every rebuilding team is bad. But for 99% of people out there, even just in the NBA community, they know the Hawks are rebuilding. Now, that's rebuild started, you know, in my opinion, when we drafted John Collins, right? So um, that was like Travis Slink's first draft pick of his tenure here as the Hawks GM. So from, from John Collins, he picked uh, Tyler Dorsey, who's no longer with the team. Um, then in the second draft was the huge haul with Trey. Trey Young. Uh, and Kevin Herter, man. Yep. Got, got Amari Spellman as well, but he's no longer with the team. I hope that's not a recurring trend, Ooh. man. Like, <laughs> every year you draft, he seems like he drafts somebody, and then, you know, somebody doesn't make a cut to the next year. I mean, hey, <laughs> so, Amari Spellman, he was, you know, he was looked at as to – I kind of knew it wasn't going to work. I'm just saying, you know, they, they kind of try to – I mean, with the whole small ball five thing in the NBA, everybody wants a small ball five. Everybody wants a Draymond Green. You can't rebuild the Golden State Warriors. That's my whole thing. You cannot rebuild that team. Like, and I get what Slink is trying to do. You can have semi, you can have shooting, playmaking. Like Trey Young and Steph Curry. Yeah, I get the comparisons. And Clay Thompson and Kevin Herter. But you know, John Collins is John Collins. You know, you can't compare Draymond Green to John Collins. And you know, I guess he tried to get his Draymond with Amari Spellman. Small ball five type guy, but you know Amari Spellman, he couldn't, he couldn't lose the weight, man. That's what it was. Like he came in the summer league and was overweight, and they'd already had issues with him, like during the season with him not being able to get on the court. You know when there was ample room, I'm sure you know if he had, he was in shape and everything, he would have been able to get you know possibly get into the rotation. Who knows? But hey, you you don't. <laughs> I mean, we move on. Lloyd Pierce is running a fast 
offense. To me, yeah. that's the biggest thing about it. Like this, this team runs up and down the court. They shoot the ball as quick as possible when they get across the half court line. Hell, sometimes Trey Young shoots it as soon as he passes over the half court line. He's on the logo, and you can't have your your center just out of shape. Like it's he he's big bone. You know what I mean? He's always gonna be a big dude. Um, but you can be big and also be in shape. And he, yeah, you just you, you can't. You know, at the end of last season, they gave him a directive. Yo, go get in shape, lose some, lose some weight, come back to training camp, uh, come back to summer league ready. He came back to summer league, boy, dude looked bigger. <laughs> yeah, man, it was just like, you know what? Nope, we're not going to do it. We're not even going to put up with it this year because we just, what are we paying you for? You know, what are we, you know, we want you to be a part of this young, exciting team. You seem like you don't want to be a part of it. You know, hey, you just got it. You can't do it, man. So I feel, but, I feel for him, but you know, I just feel like he's a young guy. Sometimes being young, you know, that's like this is like his first real job, right? You know, like yeah. you, you don't think about the NBA as a job. It's a job, you know, and it's 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 a job that does not have a lot of structure in the off season. Like he doesn't have to clock in. He's on his own at home, and he's probably thinking, oh, you know, I can, you know, I can lose his weight whenever. Nah, man, you gotta be grinding every day. So you know, peace, Omari Spellman. We traded and got um, uh, what's his name, Damian Jones. Damian uh, Jones, who. I mean, I haven't honestly. I haven't watched any of your games, but I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts about it. And uh, from what I hear and what I see based off the stat sheet, he isn't doing he isn't doing that well. Damian uh, Jones, I'm tired of Damian Jones already, man. Wow, <laughs> already in preseason. I'm tired of him, but I, I know when they're giving up on him. And I have watched every preseason game, not every minute of every preseason game, but I've watched the majority of it, and um. He got a fair chance the first two games. Like he, he was out there on the court a considerable amount of time. He got minutes. He was shooting threes. I think he made one. Um, but he just looked lost. Like on offense, he just looked like he was in the way. And wow, ball, yeah. I mean, but you know, with it being him being new to the team and the team being new itself and it being preseason, that wasn't like a big thing to me. Uh, like him just being in the way. Like maybe he just didn't know where to go on the play. Maybe he just didn't know what play was being run. But, you know, there was nothing to offset that. Like, it's not like he was, okay, well, once I figure out what to do, I'm going to go over here and catch this lob or I'm going to go block this shot. Like, I just could not see anything positive that he was doing. Um, and, you know, I, I'll give him some time. Sure, um, LP is going to find some minutes for him eventually. But by the end of the preseason, Bruno was getting more minutes than Damian Jones. So, um, so you know, read into that as you want, as, as you may. But speaking of Bruno – that that brings up this year's draft class, you know. Man, um, this year's draft class, we we kind of broke down the draft earlier this summer, but we we got a haul, man. We got you know two promising wings and a, a promising young big man and Bruno, Bruno Fernando. But you know DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, from what I from what I hear, I haven't been able to lay my eyes on them yet. <laughs> but I, I do plan on watching plenty of Hawks games this season and going to a few. But, you know, I from what I hear, it's been good, you know. Um, I hear that, it, you know, DeAndre has been pretty good. He's been as advertised. His offense is better than you think. Defense is there. He's already there with that. You know, you can – but I'm just – I'm more – for me personally, you know, that – we haven't had a, a, a good three in uh, maybe, you know, you can call Demari Carroll good three. He was a good, you know, he he filled that role well, I would say, you know, for what that team was back then. And, then, you know, Tabo, he was, you know, good backup and everything in that role. So that 60 win team was the last good time we had a, you know, a, a solid three on the team. And, uh, you know, what has been with Kent Bazemore trying to hold it down and then, you know, Tory and Prince, that – that whole thing was, you know, Torian couldn't never really get it together on the defensive end. Offensively, you know, he probably lacked a little creation or, you know, he really passing the ball and turning it over and everything. He didn't really have that in the bag yet, but shooting, it was there. And he could, you know, he can get a bucket when needed. But, I, you know, but DeAndre, he, he looks to have a little – he can get by his man. You know, I, I watched a few highlights. He can get by his man. He can get to the rim. You know, he, you know. Up to two dribbles, you know, he can make he can he can do something with it. But you know, beyond that, he doesn't I don't think he has that yet. But you know, we'll see in the season. But defensively, hey, I'm I'm all with it. 
And Cam, oh yeah. That boy gonna be nice. But we gotta we gotta see. We gotta see though. Yeah, man. The thing about my going into like even before the draft, like I um just during the regular during the regular season of um the college NCAA season last year, you know, I saw DeAndre Hunter and you know, he, he was, you know, doing his thing in Virginia. And even prior to the tournament, I was like, you know what, DeAndre Hunter, you know, because I was reading ahead, you know, the, all Hawks fans were looking forward to the draft. So you look at the mock draft, um, tankathon.com, you know, you, um, you you see his name. So I started you paying attention to the guy. I was like, this is going to be a, this is a solid 3 and D guy. Like, he's going to be able to catch and shoot. And he's going to be able to play good defense. Like, I always felt he could be a really solid 3 and D guy. Nothing spectacular, you know, nothing like all-star type of player, but just a solid guy that can, you know, hit a high percentage of threes and play good defense. But, man, oh, man. So I, and, and he's like 22 years old. So I said, okay, okay, he's going to be NBA ready just due to the fact that he, he's been at UVA for three years. He's 22, and he's he looks like a young Kawhi Leonard, just his body type, like, Six foot seven, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, muscular, long arms. He looks like Kawhi Leonard's younger brother. Like just glancing at the guy, you're like, "Whoa, this this dude is ripped." Um, I gotta tell you, man, like, dude is better than I thought he was. Like, he's better than anybody thought he was. Like, hats off to Travis Link for seeing the talent. Like, bro, a lot more than just a spot up shooter and a defender. Like, he got a nice little. Head fake, oh, yeah, he can, he can, he can do, he can, he can get, like you said, he can get by you with the ball in his hands. He can make a smart pass. He is not just an open three. He can get loose, get a little mid range jumper. He did that, I think, in the first game, his first shot. You know, he hit a guy with a head fake, then got a nice little mid range jumper. And he looks confident. Like he, yeah. he doesn't look like he's second guessing himself out there. Like he just looks composed. Like he just knows how to play basketball. Like, it's weird to say that about a rookie, but he just looks like he knows what he's doing out there, and he's not going to do anything that he doesn't know how to do. So, DeAndre Hunter, hey, everybody, you know, I felt a certain kind of way because once the draft happened, you know, everybody's talking about the first draft pick, of course, Zion. They talked about the second draft pick, of course, uh, deservedly so, uh, John Morant. You know, they talk about the third draft pick. Um, who, who went number three? Uh, RJ. Uh, RJ, of course, RJ. You talk about RJ. Then motherfuckers that like number four didn't happen. Yeah. Like no literally. one. <laughs> it was like literally okay, Darius Garland. Like they were right. Literally that. It was like yeah, this guy here, he's a wing, and he went to Virginia. That was right. They plugged him into the three and D. Like you know, labeling in the NBA to me is so like. Everybody wants a three and D guy. Everybody wants a small ball five. You got to realize NBA players don't necessarily fit into like those roles. Like, I mean, DeAndre Hunter, yeah, on the outside looking in, like you said, like he's going to be the catch and shoot guy. He's going to play that role. But I definitely see the talent. Like, you know, that was the only workout that he took, like the Hawks. So it was pretty much in the bag that, you know, I think I read an article about him him saying it was, you know, it was a good fit. Like he hit him, you know, him and his parents, his team, whatever. They just looked at all the teams. They were like, you know, the Hawks could be a great fit, you know. And I and I Travis Slink hats off to him, you know. He went into the drive on a mission to, hey, let me get some wings in here and let's let young yeah. young core, you know. And yeah. What 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 you think about Cam though, man? Man, I love Cam. Like I think Cam is a uh, Cam is that guy that you know he didn't get to show his full repertoire at Duke because one he was you know third fiddle uh, behind Zion and Art. Nothing wrong with being third fiddle behind those two guys, but also he was hurt. You know, I you know um, Chris Kirshner from the Athletic. You know, he 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 wrote a couple articles and. You know, about he interviewed Cam and, and Cam's dad, and they said, like, Cam had, you know, um, he had a toe injury. I want to say he had a broken rib. Uh, he, like, he, he was diving for a loose ball at practice, broke a rib. Uh, so he had to deal with that. He had a groin injury that eventually he had to get surgery on the offseason. Um, so I say all that to say, 
no one on the national level is fully seeing the the full repertoire of what Cam Reddish can bring to the basketball court. And what we're seeing early on, you know, the glimpses of it, because dude hasn't really played basketball since the tournament, right? Because he was hurt all summer. What we're seeing, what I'm seeing glimpses of is the dude got skills. Like, damn, like, just simple things. Like, he hasn't done anything too flashy, but, you know, he, he went down the lane one time, had a little left-hand dribble, hezzy, then faked the defender, hit Alice Land with a clean um, bounce pass for a layup. Like, this is a six-foot-eight guy going with his left, hitting, hitting somebody, hitting Alice Land in, in stride with a bounce pass. That's that's not usual, you know. What I mean, that's <laughs> no, that's not the usual ball handling from your six foot eight, nineteen year old guy. He was hitting. He's got a nice jump shot. He plays good defense, especially off the ball. Like you can't mess around and have a lazy pass around him. He's gonna steal it. He's done it like four times that I've seen in the preseason. Like he, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Kevin Chenard, uh made a good uh, point. He said, "Hey, when DeAndre Bembry." And Cam Reddish play together on the floor. That's exciting because the defense they play uh, makes it really interesting. Like, it's not the average Hawks basketball that we've seen the past couple of seasons. Like, you get those two guys on the floor together, and they start stripping the ball and playing the passing lanes. Um, So, I think Cam Reddish brings a much-needed element of flair, uh, ball handling, skill. I think he's a total package, man. I think he's – a, a, a step behind DeAndre Hunter developmentally. I mean, which he should be. He's like two or three years younger than him. Um, yeah. So uh, DeAndre, I think, is more NBA ready than Cam, just physically. Um, and he's just, I mean, he just played more basketball than Cam has in his life at this point. Um, but I think if we take it slow with Cam, you know, I think eventually he's going to be the kind of guy that is like, oh, this is the star of the team. But for right yeah. now, you know, he's a man. You know, ease him into his role. I like when he plays with Trey Young. They look good together. You got, you know, just two dangerous guys out there. But if we, you know, it's still Trey's team. It's gonna be Trey's team for a while. But I love what you I like what you said. I love what Schlink is doing. He went and got us two really good wings. And yeah. once you add Kevin Hurt to that equation, damn. Yeah, that's all you can really say is damn. Like, because you realize we're sitting up here just talking about two six eight guys, and you got another six seven, like Kevin Herter is like we haven't even seen his total package yet. You know, Kevin Herter is not just this white boy shooter. Like right. any, any he's not that. Anytime you see him handle the ball, you're like, Whoa, he got a little skill. Even on his highlights from Maryland, I watched him. I'm like, whoa, like he just is not this shooter. He's just not this this shooter. He can score. He can score the ball. I will say that about Kevin Herter. And I fully expect him to have that if we're but let me let me go back to Cam for a second. Now appearing into the future, just a tad. I know we're very optimistic with everything. Now you see, we got these young wings in Kevin Herter and DeAndre Hunter. What do you do if Cam is like he's? It's just like maybe let say because I I know Hunter is starting this year. Like I, I feel like he's and Cam they're gonna I feel like bring him up as a six man and that's gonna be a good role for him. But what if you do if you reach like a James Harden situation where it's like, ooh, like it's just so much talent. And it's like, do you start him? Do you what do you what do you do, man? Like, is Cam gonna be the better player? Like, or you know, DeAndre? Like, I I don't even know. What do you do at that point? Like, I I'm I'm just like in a couple years, the Hawks are gonna have like a real kind of issue on their hands. Not a, it's a good issue to have, good problem to have, but I feel like it's gonna be a problem where we're like. Man, is Cam ready to start or can he start? Like, what do what do we do right now? We got some young talent on his team, and like, if Cam, we give Cam more minutes, or you know, DeAndre might be at that Kawhi near young Kawhi level. Like, he may be there, and we're like, whoa, what do we do with these guys here? You know, what do you, what do you do? Man, I'm hoping that there's a window. Uh, there's like probably a four-year window we have before everybody got to get paid, right? Yeah. Um, 
Cause and you know the first person is gonna be John Collins. You know, yeah, Trey getting maxed out. <laughs> we already. I can. I mean, if Trey has this good second season, he's you know they're gonna go ahead and extend him like next year. Give him that Jamal Murray treatment. I hope they go ahead and do that. Yeah. But and he's clearly the leader of the team, and so he he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in that window. We need to like get as close as possible to winning an NBA championship, um, or appearing in the NBA finals. It, it's possible, like within that window before everybody got to get paid, and that's like super optimistic, right? Like that, a lot of shit has to go right in the next four years. Because let's not act like Philadelphia ain't loaded over there, <laughs> and let's not act like LeBron and Anthony Davis ain't over there like re- running stuff. Like if the NBA is gonna be, you know, a tough, tough uh place to, to win games in, but. If if we can, my dream, like oh, my, yeah. my my dream as a super fan is that within the next four years, and this is 2019 right now, um, so we're going to, so 2020 by 2024, I hope we're appearing in the NBA Finals, and that way, before everybody has to get paid, we can at least make that appearance before we have to, you know, break up the band, like you said, so to speak, with James Harden, because uh, somebody's gonna have to go. Yeah. Unless unless somebody just, just really underperforms and underwhelms and doesn't live up to their potential, then, you know, somebody's not going to want to get paid and we're not going to have enough money to pay them. Um, That's my big And ain't, no, <laughs> ain't nobody like Tim Duncan or Dirk Nowitzki taking no discounts in 2020. Like, those days are over. Yeah. <laughs> Players are getting paid. Yeah, everybody wants that max. You see Buddy Hill out here saying, hey, I want my max. Jalen Brown, we've been talking about that. You know, they offer, you know, he's already getting offered 490, and he's like, you know what? I want me, you know, I, I want to be max. I'm like, whoa, bro, let's let's pump the brakes, get your 490, and move on. <laughs> bro, you can't afford not, four years. Not, you, you realize, like, every year the cap is going up. Like, players, they just was talking, Bradley Bill signed an extension, two years, like 72 million. Like, come on. Yeah. And then they're talking about him when his contract is up, he can be the highest paid player ever, like five years, 266 million. People out here getting quarter of a billion dollars, man. That's gonna be a real to thing. Play like, basketball, it's- man. It's crazy. And it's like when I saw I just saw Pascal Siakam. Uh Siakam yeah. just signed yeah. a four-year hundred extension. So first thing I thought was, ooh. John Collins and Trey Young will be expensive. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, with John Collins, and we can we can get into John Collins a little bit. Like this whole, I know we're a little bit on the future right now, but you know, uh, I this season for it's it's hard because the Hawks. We as Hawks fans, we're like pure Hawks fans, so we 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 see the if if we can make an NBA Finals appearance within the next four years, like a ideal freaking OKC scenario where like, I think Russ and the thing, I think Russ and KD was already paid. And it's like that season after the finals, they had to pay James Harden. And they were like, you know, uh, it's, it's didn't kind of work, you know, right. what, million dollars was the, was the calling car. I hope that, you know, I hope that our owner, you know, well, Tony Russell is not that cheap saying four mil. Go and get a man four mil. Let's go back to the finals. You know? Right. <laughs> run it back. Come on. Let's just, let's run, just it run it at least one time. If And if you see it's too expensive, you know, you can trade that off because he's still going to be an asset. But, hey, it is what it is. We'll get there when we get there. But John Collins, I have – I'm – I don't think I'm fully sold on John Collins yet. I don't know. It's just something about him. I, I mean, I love John Collins. I really do. But it's like, my thing is his wingspan and his defense. I'm concerned. Like, is is 20 and 10, is that going to be a consistent thing? Or he's more? is he more like an 18 and 9 guy? Like, you know, that, that's – I don't know. I have some concerns. And I feel like if, you know, John Collins may be a casualty or something. Like John Collins really need to show up this season to prove that he's a part of this young core. Like for real, for real, he really show up. Like I need to another productive season out of him. And based off what I saw in preseason, um, I'm I'm I don't know if I'm sold yet, man. You know, like last year I knew John Collins was gonna break out. Like 
Uh, I think he had he said he played like one summer league game and he was just all it was just like he was showing out in preseason he played like one or two games he was just showing out still and it was like they sat him this I like I still had this theory like they, he had a, like an ankle issue but they sat him down for like the first couple weeks because they was like oh man we gonna win a couple we gonna win too many games man like hey <laughs> we trying to get some top picks but I mean John Collins I love John Collins but we gotta you know. Like his after this year, he's gonna be eligible for an extension. You know, after his third year, that's when the that's when the rookie guys, they rookie contract guys, they they want their extension. So, I mean, will he be asking for a max, and will you know we be willing to pay that max? I don't know. That's a question, man. Um, the thing with John Collins is, I am so I feel like John Collins is a hard worker and he has talent, and so I feel like anybody who has talent. Who works hard enough is gonna is gonna be you know in a good spot in this league. Loud now is he? I I don't know if he's a a max guy, yeah. um, but he is a gonna a get paid guy because twenty and ten ain't growing on trees. But at the same time, I'm I'm feeling like you know these things just sort themselves out amongst the team dynamics. And the more you see people play, the more you kind of really figure out what's what. I feel Trey Young is going to be a superstar, and John Collins is going to be an all star. Um, like I feel like John Collins needs Trey Young more than Trey Young needs John Collins. Um, at this at at this very early part of their careers, by that I mean obviously they're great together, and I I don't mean as a negative to either one of them, um, because I think they make each other better either way. But I feel like you can put you you can put Trey Young with any set of teammates, and he's gonna like he's gonna be Trey Young. <laughs> like that's that's like that's just it. Like Trey Young is gonna be Trey Young, whether you know I don't care who his shooting guard is, who his big man is, he's gonna be doing Trey Young things. I think John Collins, um, and this this is I mean this is not it just this is not a critique on John Collins. This is just a critique on ninety nine percent of big men in the NBA. A big man needs a point guard to get him the ball. <laughs> you know that's just it. So. Um, when it comes to who's going to get paid and what they're going to get paid, I feel like John Collins is going to get his money because he's he's. When you think you think about the face of a franchise and you think about what you want your team to look like and what you want your team to stand for, John Collins is that. You know what I mean? Like you, you maybe you can find somebody to re, to replace his production, but the leadership he has, who he is, his character, you got to have John Collins, man. You just so. Uh, but now the max, super max. I don't know about that, but yeah. you know, I you know, I would not be, I wouldn't hesitate to give him fifteen million dollars a year. Uh, what's that? Four times that's sixty million. Sixty million sounds low, um, because everybody's getting so like a four year, eighty million deal. I yeah. wouldn't hesitate to give him that. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm along that same line. I, I, I'm I'm a walk back on me a little bit, saying I'm not so. But it's just like it's well, far- you, you make great points. I mean, the defense has to be better. It he defense, has to be and he already doesn't have the wingspan, and it's like you know his more thing, his his whole game is more so effort. He's a hustle man. He's gonna get those rebounds, and he doesn't. He's not as big as you think. Like he's big, but it's like, uh, like his offensive rebounding numbers are way better than his defensive rebounding numbers. Like that's the thing too. So is he gonna be banging down low? Like we, you know. We're uh, I, it's a real point. Like, okay, offensive rebounds are valuable, but are you staying back on defense to get offensive rebounds, or are you you trying to get back on you know trying to get back on defense? Like, and it's a it's a we're we're really gonna we're as he develops, he's gonna really have to you know find some areas to really stay effective. You know, because once I feel like. And that's I'm glad he added that three point shot. So glad. Yeah, yeah, that that's huge. That was huge. So, so glad he added the three point shot. It let me know that okay. Because if you're just you know this hustle man giving me ten and ten, I'm like eh, we can do a little bit better than you. But if you're you know you're this twenty and ten guy, you're hitting a couple you know a three or two a game. You're you know. You're in, you can you're finishing transition and everything like that. Then yeah, we got we got more to work with with that, you know. But like like I'm saying, it, the money scares me. 
a little bit because I'm like, man, we got all these young guys and it's like we got so much potential, but if we end up maxing out John Collins and we know we giving like after what we've seen from Trey, like we know we're giving Trey to Max. Like unless he just this season he's just like flops on in. Like, and I don't really see that happening based off what we've seen this preseason. Like, he's going to, like you say, he's going to be a superstar. And John Collins, at best, is going to be an all-star. Like, what I'm saying is the money is really going to scare me. Like, 480? Heck yeah. Go sign me up for John Collins for another four years. I'm taking it. But, you know, anything beyond that, I'm like, all right, John, calm down now. We, you know, I don't know. But it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like that. And that, the thing is, I mean, of course, I have no idea what he's thinking and I have no idea what, you know, his options are going to be or what his agent is going to be telling him. But I feel just like because he's so mature and he seems like to be such a level-headed guy, I feel like, you know, if the Hawks invest that type of money in him, like, hey, yo, I know the max is 4-130, but – keep it 100, you see all this talent on this team. You see we got to pay a lot of people. We got to pay your boy Trey. Um, <laughs> you know, let's, let's make you a rich, a very, very rich man, you know, and give you an 80, $85 million yeah, we, deal. But we can't give you everything. Don't lowball him now. Don't lowball him. Don't be. Yeah, and I can't disrespect him. Don't disrespect him. Like 480, shit. Hell, 490 might be even, you know, I, I, I would be, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But, you know, I would maybe want to talk about that a little bit. I don't know. You know, is he better than Jalen Brown right now? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I think he is. Maybe he, he may be better than Jalen Brown. But at, at, as far as, like, like, I'm not trying to go to, like, big men. Uh, franchise. Okay. Trey Young is clearly the franchise face at this point. So you got to max that guy out. Like, you, you, you got to. You know, you the Hawks would be if the Hawks only offered Trey Young four years, ninety mil. What type of you know they would that right. would be looked at as what? 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 And I think Trey Young would be, you know, he's a he's an arrogant guy, so he would be offended. Like Trey Young will pull a stunt like that, I feel like easily. They would be like, you know what, let's uh I think we need to reconsider our options here. But if we go ahead and max out Trey, um as soon as he becomes available for extension, Trey Young's getting that max. But John Collins, I don't know, man. Um like <laughs> yeah, like you said, I feel like John is smart enough that where if we don't lowball and we go like, look, we got a young core here, we're trying to keep it together as long as we can. And, you know, you take this right now. And we, you know, we can we can go win some championships, man. We can go compete. Competitive. Like, okay, you go and you you max out you you um you get maxed out from the Charlotte Hornets. Where are you gonna be in, in three years, man? Versus with you staying with us. Like, just just think about that. You built chemistry with these guys. Like, you can they can really go and sell them as long as they don't lowball. That I, and I believe that. I think that you you put that perfectly like look our our goal is to get a championship we need you you're going to be a big part of that um you know here's a very very competitive offer you know go ahead and sign on the dotted line and the other thing is if he makes an all-star team this year that makes it a whole lot easier to you know say hey here's that 80 million bucks you know what i mean like if he makes an all-star and the hawks Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be – if he makes an all-star team this year, I wouldn't be opposed to, like, four years, $100 million at that point because I'm like, okay, clearly, if he's making an all-star team, we're already competitive in the playoffs right now or something like Like, if if John Collins make a – I feel like Trey Young has a chance to make the all-star team, like, outside of if we don't make the playoffs. But John Collins, like, we would really have to be pushing for the playoffs and both of them are clearly there. Um but like who I mean, even then, who knows? Like John Collins made they may, you know, vote him in. But like yeah. what what I'm saying is like if he making the all-star team, that means the team is competitive. That means he can he's contributing because he's a big part of it. The Trey Young, John Collins pick and roll is gonna be a the bread and butter for, you know, years to come right now. That's always gonna be a down the stretch play that you see. And, you know, if he learns how to pass out of that and you you got you know, DeAndre and Cam on your wings and you, you know, clearly that that everybody cannot wait for that closing lineup of Trey, 
Kevin Herter, DeAndre, Cam, and John. Nobody. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, like that, that's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be so like we just gotta see if it works, man. Like it could be in it on paper, it should work. Like, you know, John Collins is a you know, he can guard some five, he's gonna be a small ball five or guard. We, you know, whatever. He's gonna be that guy. And DeAndre, I feel like he can hold it down with the fours and Cam is long enough to, you know, guard any like Cam, Cam, Kevin, and and um DeAndre. DeAndre are you know, they're all like six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, whatever. They can all like guard a four. They can all guard a four. So it's like we're going to have a switch defense and it, it's going to be so. We want to keep it like we, we got to keep it together, man. <laughs> so. And you're right. I mean, I, it's, it's going to be exciting. And also kind of go back to a question you asked um, before about Cam and like, you know, is he going to be a star? To, to kind of bring that back to just the, the now and present um, and, and this year's team, the one thing I was noticing, and a lot of, you know, a lot of people noticing it is um, a similar, similar problem we had last year. Um, you know, with the bench, I, I feel like, and this is going to sound a little backwards, but in my mind, I feel like just based on how the bench played, I mean, Bembry's been playing very well. Uh, he's, he's very DeAndre Bembry. Like he is a unique player. He's a, Ex- excellent defender it has incredible hustle we got to around somehow man i don't he's know athletic as fuck um he he can like he's he's very underrated athlete we got to keep him I, and i don't think it would be too expensive to keep him around but i feel like from what i saw the bench needs shooting the bench definitely needs shooting they need scoring um jabari's still getting comfortable with the bench i want to see from a, a team perspective, not saying that Cam is better than Kevin. I don't think he, he is at this point right now, but he definitely can be. But I think Cam – I want Cam to start, and I want I want Kevin to come off the bench um, just to give that that bench um, some scoring punch and, like, just go-to score to help help out Jabari. Um, because as long as Trey – like you said before, as long as Trey and John Collins are on the starting unit and then you got DeAndre Hunter playing so well – the starters are going to be okay, okay? Yeah. And, and, you know, the start as long as you got Trey and John out there, the starters are going to be okay. Um, it's the bench that we worry about because as soon as Trey sits down, buckets get hard to come by. <laughs> like, Man. they are hard to come by. It's like we we don't – it's going to be – we're going into experiment this year with Evan Turner running the backup point guard, but Evan Turner is a non-shooter. That's the thing, too. So, you know, defensively, he's going to be playing a four or something like that. It's it's really going to be – we're going to see a lot of weird bench lineups. And I think yeah. – And because of that, that's why I think – I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, disrespect Kevin Herter. Now, he probably wouldn't take this disrespect, but I think he's more impactful. And obviously, he'll be great as a starter because he is an NBA starter. Um, but I think for us and what we need – um, I don't know if Cam is ready to be a leader on the bench yet. Like he's so young and he just, you know, he's he's got a lot of growing to do. I think if you put, you know, if you bring if you sit down, you sit down Trey and then you you bring in Kevin Herter, or Kevin Herter's already in the game and now he's like still in the court. Well now you still are stretching the floor, you know, you still have that shooting threat. And and then, you know, you got Jabari who's gonna be Jabari Parker, and now things just Maybe the offense flows a little better, and we don't go on these scoring droughts. If you have Kevin Herter out there to, you know, be your anchor, um, so to speak, um, I, who knows? I think I think they might be forced to do that to begin the season, or at least because it looks like uh, Kevin Herter's got some knee problems. Man, his, his knee is hurting, and he he ain't played a game yet. And they they say there's no guarantee that he's going to be ready for the third. Based off of last year, with as long as John Collins set out with an ankle. Um, I have no confidence at all that we're going to see Kevin Herter until maybe November. Like, I, I just don't know. Yeah, we probably won't see Kevin until November. And there, you know, I was I was hearing the same things as far as, like, you know, um, at first it was, like, practicing and he had to get on the court and practice. Then I heard he had a little setback or something like that. Um, so I'm not really sure. And I'm I get what you're saying with the whole Cam thing. I really – I want, and I'm I'm counting agreements with you. 
Cam and, and Kevin, like Cam can play that too. I think he can play the two. Like he can hold that down. Um Cle- uh <laughs> but uh Kevin Herter, he should really be running with the bench units. And I think that you're gonna see a lot of that because like if he develops as a ball handler, him and Cam, like the un- like I really want him to develop as a ball handler and be more confident in scoring, like like and show more of his his skill and running him with the bench units, like they're just just giving him time when when Trey is off the floor, they should the ball should go in Kevin Herter's hands. Like it should be Kevin Herter, um, Kevin Herter, Evan Turner, and like Cam. Like those should be the three guys. And you know, of course, Jabari's gonna you know get his touches in and everything. But like setting up the offense, making plays for other people, that should be like Kevin Herter and Cam's like really getting they develop that early on. That's gonna be something that, like down the road. I take it back to like like Bradley Bill, like when when John Wall was hurt, who's the ball? Who's the who hands were the ball in? Bradley Bill that developed that skill. Um, Zach Levine, running point guard in uh, Minnesota, kind of developed his skills as you know a ball handler and everything like that. Like yeah, so, you're right. That's that's good comparison. Like, um, if Kevin Herter can kind of do it because Kevin, we we both see he's he's sneakily athletic. Like I love some Kevin Herter. Uh, so. If he can really, really develop that, like develop his ball handling skills, develop like all of his, you know, show more of his bag, we can really, you know, that's how you build this team up. Because are we expecting to go win the championship tomorrow? No. I mean, like, hell no. Hell no. We're not. <laughs> we're not on that week. We're, we're not even, we're not even, we're probably at least, from competing with the top of the East, probably a good, you know, two to three years solidly outside of that right now. You know, right. Milwaukee and Philly are going to be, for the next two to three years, they're going to be the teams that are, like, at the top of that before another team really comes in. Like, you can you can see the Bulls and the Hawks, and, you know, by that time, you know, hell, maybe Washington will have something going with John Wall coming back. And they might have, you know, built up their team. Who knows? And New York, like, uh, there's going to be every two to three years, there's like a changing of the guard in the Eastern Conference, you know, as far as, you know, what teams are on top. You know, that's just kind of how it goes, developments. And, you know, it, it, it's just kind of how it goes. So, like I said, for the next two to three years, Philly and Milwaukee, they're going to be at the top. You know, we're, we're going to see them, like, at the top of the conference competing like every every year in the playoff breakthrough to that like we're gonna have to take a couple we're gonna have to take a couple playoff losses to them like you know some of those teams i'm not saying it's gonna happen yeah. and, you know hell we may we may show up and just be that team one year but it when we do get there i want us to be ready man i want us to you know i want us to have i want us we can go eight deep you know, I want us to be able to do that. That's why I said we gotta keep DeAndre around, man. Like I gotta keep him around, man. Gotta keep him around. So like he's he's a he's a specific, he's not a specific type of player, but he's a special player. Like you throw him in the game, you know he's gonna break an impact somehow. He might mess around, have 17 points, five assists, and you know four steals, a block, or something like that. Or if he's, you know, he's missing five layups, <laughs> he may right. end up having 17 rebounds and eight assists. Like, he can he can do – he can. he's a jack-of-all-trades type guy. But, man, like, Kevin Herter running with the bench unit, I don't know if necessarily he, you know, should come off the bench. But, like, if he gets some good run with that bench unit, developing those skills, those ball handling skills, that's going to be great for the Hawks going forward. What you thinking, man? Well, yeah, definitely, man. That's 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 part of his development. Like, just like uh, Coach Pierce said, he wants to get Trey off the ball. You know, he wants to get Kevin on the ball. So, that kind of goes hand in hand, right? So, uh, yeah, definitely, man. They're going to need that. Um, so, we, we talked about the young guys, you know, and, um, you know, we talked about, you know, DeAndre and Trey and John. Um my only worry, you know, when it comes to it, obviously we got a lot of positives and we, we, we definitely, we, we, we 
we can talk all day about the positives because I mean, come on, we got we got Cam Reddish, we got Deion, we got DeAndre Hunter, we got Trey Young, we got John Collins. I mean, that's a lot to be excited about. We got Kevin Herter. Um, it, what worries me is the center position. Ooh yeah, you know as Allen, we lost losing Dwayne Dedman was a big blow. And I have a point. I now I don't know if you been been looking, but you see the Monster Sabonis of the Pacers. Has went on the trade block. Yeah. If the Hawks could somehow pull off that trade, I know. I'm just wondering what it would take it, to get him because he's a good player. It would like, take something. Nice. And I know they ain't trying to throw none of them. Can't know. We'll throw him Bruno. We'll throw him. I'm sure they're, they're willing to throw Bruno Fernando in there. Um, that yeah, we'll, we'll give you Bruno. Uh, we'll give you somebody like that. We'll give you those vets on expiring yeah. deals. A uh, hell, you know, um, give you a first round pick, yeah. but I, I, you're not touching Kevin Herter, you're not touching Cam Reddish, you're not touching DeAndre Bembry. You're not touching none of them. They might budge on DeAndre Bembry, but even then, they're like, whoa, because you know, I don't even think the league knows about DeAndre yet. They want to kind of keep him a secret a little bit, but like, like he's he's one of those guys to where he's gonna he can come and lock down your best perimeter f- defender. I mean perimeter player one night and then you know go you know score and assist on everything else he, he's just a he's just a hooper man and it's like i really i really like Bembry, but yeah man that center position looks weak you know <laughs> <laughs> alex lynn you know if he you know he has he's hot and cold sometimes and you know so and and then behind him it's like whoa uh, <laughs> yeah so, Deadman, we're going to feel that. And I feel like we're going to see a lot of John Collins at the five this year. Like, we're, we're going to see a lot of that because it's like at times, like, have it going. And then, you know, um, Dion, uh, what is his name? Jones is going to get out there and mess up. Oh, yeah, Jamie Jones. Yeah. He's going to get out there and mess up a couple, couple, a couple plays. And Lloyd Pierce is like, all right, you know what? Nope, I'm, I'm not doing this tonight. Tonight, no. John, you just. <laughs> Suck it up. So I I I wouldn't be surprised if they get a, another center in there, like just to kind of like shore up that position a little bit better. Cause you know, Alex Lynn, he's fine, but like I said, he's hot and cold, man. He's hot and cold. And it, it's like, ooh, what are we gonna do? Yeah, I think the thing with Alex is I like the way he's developed his game, but I think that less is more. Like I don't want him on the court any more than about maybe 25 minutes a game. I think once you <laughs> Yeah, once he gets to that thirty-minute territory, the other teams are really like starting to take advantage of his weaknesses, right? Like he he's a good player, but he definitely has some flaws defensively. Um, and the more he's out there, the more other teams can target that. Um, the only problem is we don't have anybody to bring in that really can do the things that he can't do. You know, like it's it's not like we just have this 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 rim protector on the bench we could bring in. Um, and so I mean, maybe Bruno. I'm not saying Bruno won't get there, but he's not there right now. Um and Damian Jones, I just don't know what Damian Jones is right now. That um, was, oh my god, I I was I just listened to a podcast today. The guy was saying, um, Brad Rowland locked on Hawks. He was saying, you know, Bruno is probably just gonna get minutes just because Damian Jones is just, just so you know he's Damian Jones right now. Right. Bruno is just gonna get minutes, so you know I'm, I'm hoping that Bruno kind of takes that in and so like he he just kind of firmly puts himself as like the backup center, you know, and that'll be great for like, you know, him kind of latching on to that core, this young core that we got going, that'll be, that'll be great for him. But, you know, until we see more out of Damian Jones, like, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's going to be, that's That's going to be a struggle because we have what we have. And like the bright side is, I mean, Bruno Fernando can get better because he's a rookie, so he can grow throughout this season. So by the time, you know, March rolls around, who knows how good he'll be. And Damian Jones, he hasn't played a lot of basketball. Like, he got hurt. He was with the Warriors. You're not going to get a lot of playing time with the Warriors anyway because they already got their rotation set. Um, So, you know, as, as bad as he looks right now in the preseason, the good thing is it's just the fucking preseason. You know what I mean? Like, these games don't matter, and he has time to get better. So I'm going to be an optimistic fan. And I don't expect the world out of the guy. Um, I just, I just don't see that. <laughs> I just don't see that. But, um, but I do think he has. I mean, he's athletic. He can jump. Um, he, um, he. I mean, he can, he can, he, he can do some things on the court. I think he really, really, really needs to play with a guy like Trey Young to bring out 
you know, what he has as a basketball player. Like, if he's depending on Evan Turner to get him buckets, I don't know how well that's going to go. Um, <laughs> so that's – yeah, that's that's kind of the thing with him. And that, that – and that's – I mean, it, it unfortunately, unless Travis Link pulls a trade to get DeMontis a bonus or I would love Steven Adams. Uh, I think he brings a toughness we would need. I want a tough defender, you know, as a center. Uh, unless something like that happens, uh, I mean, we, that's just going to be we, – we're going to be weak weak sauce. <laughs> weak sauce uh, at the center position, like, for the entirety of the season. I can see us getting out-rebounded a few nights there where you like, man. So, I feel like, you know, our big man rebound is going to be a team effort this year. Um like it's really gonna be they really need to focus on defense and rebounding for for this year. Like getting securing defensive rebounds is gonna be something that we have to have to make a focus on because you know if if you know there's gonna be nights where it you know Bruno is getting swallowed up he can't handle it you know he, he's he's just you know he's getting cooked out there and coach gotta pull him and then you know Damian Jones is just, who knows you know maybe he. He's just not on that night. And Alex Lynn, it's going to be those nights where our centers, like, we can't go to the centers too much. Like, it's going to be those nights. We're just going to them to fill in minutes. But it's just going to be those nights where we're like, man. So, you know, and especially playing, like, a big team like Philly. Oh, my God. You know, unless we're going to – we're guaranteed to get out-rebounded that night. Uh, times we play big teams like that, like Philly, you know, the Lakers. I'm thinking about that. Like, man, you know, we were playing and we were going to play Philly with four times a year. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure, you know, those nights are going to be something that we look on. It's like, hey, securing defensive rebounds is a thing this game. Like, you know, so we 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 got to make sure we're 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 keeping an eye on that. But definitely, Stephen Stephen Adams. You know the money is a is a you know how we make the money work is a good question I have, but yeah, because how many more years does he have on that contract? I think it's two more years. Two more, that. which isn't bad, but it's like you know I think it's like twenty five mil or something like that, which isn't bad for a player of his caliber. Yeah, and we got the cap. yeah we got the cap space, but it's just like making that trade is, is a thing. So uh, you know probably have to. Uh, throw in um, Alan Crabb, who uh, I don't know if he's going to even really see any time this season. Um, you know, he's he's hurt right now, I think, and uh, he might be yeah. deeper in the rotation. Hell, Vince Carter might. I thought he was going to be one of those, you know, up in the rotation. But I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll see him this season. But you know, I'm not sure he'll really crack that eight nine man rotation type thing. He might be at the end of the bench, so he might. You know, he could be a trade possibility you know credit to to Travis Link is a great GM you know I'm just gonna go ahead and say that um we don't know how the the young core is gonna shake out but you know some of these moves I'm making like he has we have cap space we can pull off almost any trade in 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 the league if we really wanted to um if a star or the right move becomes available and he's just Playing the long game, playing the long game. And I feel like when the right move comes about, he's going to pull off a trade. I feel it. You know. I, 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 you know what? And, I mean, he said it in the interview before. He said a lot of the, the – what's going to determine whether he makes a trade and what trade he makes is going to be how the team looks, um, you know, how the team's playing. You know, I think if we get close to the trade deadline and we're sniffing the eight mm-hmm. and – the pieces, the young pieces are looking good, and it's kind of obvious what we need, um, and it's available out there. I, I totally, I totally trust him to go out and get it. You know what I mean? Because you can't get everything from the draft. Like you can't, you can't depend on eighteen and nineteen year olds to give you everything you need when you're building a team. Like you've got to bring in, you know, some veteran players, some guys who already are proven commodities in the league. And, and, you know, but you know, like like he said, and like you said, you know, it depends on you know what what you got to give up to get that trade, you know what I mean, and, and what that fit's going to be like. Um, so ain't nothing going to happen until, you know, 
well after December. Like I don't, I don't expect any brass trades to happen in the next week. Or you know, no, nah, no, nah, they, they gotta let this thing cook and see what is you know. You gotta, you gotta let things simmer and then figure out what's missing. You know, oh, does he need a little more salt, a little more pepper, a little more you know parsley? Like you gotta figure it out. You can't just go ahead and start messing with stuff before you know what the meal is like. Now so, I do um, think this though. I do think this is gonna be based off the league. I do think this is going to be one of the more active trade deadlines. You know, you got OKC sitting on like, you know, they got their finger on the trigger, like ready. Like who wants, who who wants anything? You know, you, you see what it is. We got good players. We got bad players. We got Darren Shooter. We got everybody. So like OKC just out there, you know, they're going to play hard and they're, they're just putting everybody on showcase. Everybody up beyond Shea Gilgis Alexander is like on the trade market, I feel like. And, yeah. and you know, when you got a whole team kind of available for a trade, I think there's going to be, you know, a team like the Clippers. Imagine they can get their hands on Steve. Oh, they, they need that. They need that. I don't know what they have. Um, to get them, but yeah, yeah, they need that. Um, I know we, we've running up a little bit on our time, so let me and my, my dog's over here. He's he about to bite my head off. He, he needs to go outside. So let me ask you a closing question. Um, we we're, we're in the preseason. We got the season started up. We got a hell of a October and November schedule wise. Um, I don't know if you're taking a look at it. I, I have. It. I'm taking a look. The whole, we it seems like the NBA set the schedule so that all the good teams can like all the all the playoff teams from last year can like get an easy win against the Hawks like up front like just go ahead and get your chemistry together against the Hawks because it's like we 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 go play the Clippers then we play the Lakers then we play the Dubs then we you know what I mean we they squeeze in one game with Phoenix and then we go play the 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 um the Spurs and we got the Nets we got Miami like we're playing it's like a murderous row and when I looked at the first 22 games um of the season I think if we're lucky we go seven and fifteen Ooh. to start the season. Um and that's like me just being real. And of course I want us to win all kind of games, but just to be honest, like I just don't know. Like but the, the schedule gets really easy at the end of the season. How do you think we're gonna start the season, man? You know what, what kind of start do you expect uh from our young Hawks team? We're a young team. We're gonna we're gonna take our lumps. Um, defensively, if we don't get those turnovers together, we're gonna get beat on a nightly basis, regardless. Um, Damn, like that—that that is that is an issue that young teams have, and that's one issue that our young Hawks team have, like turnovers. Um, rebounding, like I said, we, if we—I'm already counting the Lakers as a loss right now because if we get out rebounded, it's over with. You know, AD goes in and, you know, I don't know. We, we don't really have anybody who can guard AD right now. So. Yeah, that, that's a problem most of the NBA. You know, so I'm not really feeling too bad about anybody, <laughs> any anything like that. But, like, 22 games, murderers row, we're taking it. We're taking it. It's going to be bad. So, <laughs> bad. I'm, I think I'm like seven, seven and fifteen sounds sounds nice. That's not that's not bad. I think you can you can make that up if you you know we the first twenty two games we you know and I'm sure we'll we'll get some we'll catch some of those teams slipping. Who knows? Um, but I yeah, all the all the playoff teams do have soft schedules. The Lakers especially they have soft schedules. And um, I think if we we start off, we just kind of hold it steady, try to build, you know, learn from the losses. And we, you know, after the all-star break, just go for a break net for the AC. I think we good. I think we good, man. I, I think we can we can sneak into the playoffs, man. We gonna I think we're gonna sneak away with it. I don't know. How how you know, um, I agree with you, man. Like turnover is gonna be like our biggest Achilles heel. Um, and just because I mean we're young and we play fast pace, that's like a recipe for a turnover. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's, it's like <laughs> it's literally that because we're young, we're fast paced, <laughs> and we turn like because we play so fast and we turn the ball over. It's a recipe where things can get ugly, and then when Trey get off the floor, the offense stalls. So it's like we can't we can't you know score because. <laughs> 
we're gonna see some twenty and thirty point game. You know, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not wishing that upon us at all. But you know, if it goes bad, it's gonna go bad in a hurry, and it can stay bad. That's the thing. Like it, it can stay bad. So, ooh, I don't know, man. Yeah, but I'm with you, man. I think that it's still gonna be a exciting team to watch. Even if we start seven and fifteen, seven and fifteen, like that's optimistic. I hope it ain't no goddamn four and eighteen. You know what I mean? Like it's only a difference of three games. Those are three big games. Like you don't want to just, you know, your first twenty-two games, you only squeeze out three or four wins. That's tough. That's tough. Like that's it. you already look at the lottery at that point. Like oh damn, we're gonna be. Let's start seeing who who's gonna be the next. <laughs> Lamelo. You know, do we want Wiseman? Do we want Anthony Edwards? Like yeah, yeah. start looking at Tankathon. Yeah, we would we would we would do that immediately. But what do you think? How many games do you think is gonna take it to get into the playoffs in the East this year? Um, I just saw some win projections and online, and it looks like. They're, they're giving our eighth seed in the East about 42 wins. Uh-huh. They, they, and the crazy thing is they had, like, the Brooklyn Nets as an eighth seed with 42-and-a-half win projection. Obviously, we disagree with that based on our pain, power yeah. rankings. Uh, we got we got the Brooklyn Nets as one of the top three teams in the East. Um, but I think it's going to be much of the same in the East. Like, if you got a winning record, you're going to be right there at the eighth seed. Like, if you got 41, 42 wins, you should really be right there at the eighth seed. Um I do think we're going to have a lot of teams right there somewhere between 45 and 48 uh, wins. Um, but I think if the Hawks can – me personally, I think the Hawks are going to win about 35 games. But if they can if they can creep at, creep up to 39 or 40, they they could be right there. Yeah, I think if we're – it really depends on how, you know, if we know the beginning of the season is going to be tough. So if that's seven and that's seven and fifteen that we're just kind of I think we're kind of both kind of being a little you know we're we're not trying to I think seven and fifteen we can we can deal we can deal with that right we're both we both can kind of deal with that but if we're leaning more towards that nine and thirteen maybe uh, oh yeah that man we win nine of those games man we're gonna be looking good. yeah you know we're leaning towards that you know we're leaning around that right there. Right, because that's with that with a losing record sounds bad because it is, but going against our schedule, like nine and thirteen is actually decent. Like that's 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 decent. Yeah. So if we're leaning towards that right there, we get we come out those first twenty two games. That's around Christmas too, right? You know, that's yeah. right around Christmas. So it, it'll be you know if we're if we're around Christmas, we're right under 500 or kind of, you know, we're a few games outside of that and we can, we're sniffing that to, we're riding that 10 seed hard. You know, we're, we're right there. I think, you know, we can, I think Schlink might, you know, like you said, around that trade deadline, if we maintain that right there, Schlink might go out and pull off a trade and go and get us in the playoffs, man. And I think deservedly, you know, we, we would love that. I, I I agree hundred percent. I think if we're close enough to get there, Slink is the kind of guy that he's gonna he's gonna trust his gut and he's gonna he's gonna get a city get a city what they want. Like let's just go for it. Like let's go let's get in the playoffs and you know what I mean let's 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 go for it. See what happens. Like let's, let's go ahead and do and sorry, y'all. Like the Atlanta Braves, man. The Atlanta Braves said, "Fuck it, man. We're looking good. Let's go ahead and get Dallas Keuchel, and then let's let's go ahead and get this guy in here and see what we can do." Like I feel like the the, the Hawks can do the same thing if they put themselves in that position to you know to be pretty close. We're talking so much about the playoffs. We got to do a playoff pod, man. We gotta we gotta see what's the we kind of did the power rankings, but I, I want us to do something to where we're talking about the you know the playoff season because you know what we we kind of see for the most part who the teams are going to be in the east but in the west it gets a little more difficult but you know and we got so many young and up-and-coming teams in the league like this is going to be one of the more exciting seasons in the nba that is that has been within the last you know especially during the um doing golden State run, we didn't you know, we already knew in the playoffs and the finals pretty much, but you know it's it's definitely gonna be one of the more interesting seasons, man. Yeah. Well shoot, man, that's my time. I gotta get up out of here and get this dog out here before he bites my head off, man. I think I think we I think we covered it, man. I think we I think we covered the preseason pretty well, man. What you think? 
I think so, man. We talked to, you talked about the preseason. We talked, you know, we went a little bit. We dove a little bit into the future. We didn't get too deep in, you know, some of the bench guys and whatever, but we, we talked about the main people for, for most, most general Hawks fans out there. We, we gave them what they wanted. I think so. Well, shoot, then, man, we'll get together soon and do another one. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. Thank you, 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 and thank you once again for listening to another great episode of the Goat Talk Podcast hosted by the Scott Bros. We are very ecstatic to be just moving forward with this new season, and we want you guys to continue to grow with this, and you can grow with this by subscribing to the podcast as well as following us following us on all of our new social media accounts that's go talk podcast uh on twitter instagram and facebook on instagram it should be go underscore talk underscore podcast so we want you to just follow us and just follow our progress we want you to be a part of the progress, you to be a part of the conversation, to ask questions, questions that you want to hear on the podcast, you want to be a part of the podcast, let us know, shoot us a DM, shoot us everything, email, just anything, just we're up and running with the social media right now, so just be a part of the GOAT family, and we want we want you to tell everybody and help us grow, listen, do all of that, and just thanks, be a GOAT, bye!